You're listening to the Go Adventure Mom podcast, episode five, brought to you by Hydroflask, stainless steel water bottles that keep ice frozen for hours. If you haven't tried one of these water bottles, you've got to get your hands on one. They are our absolute favorite. Our pantry cupboard is filled with them in all shapes and sizes. My personal favorite is this beautiful turquoise one that they just came out with. It has the flip top so you can use the straw to get your water. This keeps your ice cold. It also keeps your hot beverages hot. We take these skiing with us and it keeps the hot chocolate warm. Highly recommend Hydroflask. Welcome to the Go Adventure Mom podcast, where having kids only adds to the adventure. Get outdoors, see the world, live a full life. Go Adventure Mom for families who refuse to be indoorsy people. Now, let's go adventure with Kathy Dalton. Hello, this is Kathy Dalton. I am so excited about what we have in store for you today. We are talking about something I've never done before, but is on the top of my bucket list, and this is backpacking. It's been a little intimidating, and I'll be honest, I'm almost 40, and I've never been. I've always talked myself out of it, but I've decided that this is the year that I'm going to go backpacking. And today we have a special guest that is going to walk through what we need to get started. So you'll want to stay tuned to the end because we've got this really awesome challenge as well as we talk about some really fun things that you won't want to miss. Thank you so much for joining us. We have Becky Marcelliano here and she is with Deuter and today we are talking backpacking. Now this is something that I'm really excited about. And this episode is definitely shared learning, and I've got lots of questions for Becky, so we hope that you will enjoy this episode, enjoy this journey with us. Welcome, Becky! Yay! Thank you so much, Kathy. It's really great to be here talking with you and hopefully share a few bits of my knowledge about backpacking and backpacks to uh, encourage you all to get out there and play this summer. Awesome. Tell us a little bit about you and how our listeners can connect with you and Deuter. For sure. I grew up in New Jersey, actually, in quite a large family. I have four siblings, and my parents always encouraged us to play outside from a really young age. And now I'm super thankful for that opportunity and that gift from them. So those early years are, were definitely stepping stones in my own love of nature, earth stewardship, and my own personal growth. So Those of you with kids out there, I just encourage you to get your kids outside from an early age because those experiences are definitely formative and and really enriching for them. Absolutely. Yeah. And I later moved out to Colorado back in 2000 and found my way into the outdoor industry and have been working for Deuter Backpacks for four years, which is so fun. I get to talk about backpacks all day long. So you can find me on Instagram at RJ Marcelliano or Becky Jane Marcelliano on Facebook. So I'd love to connect. And Deuter can be found at, at Deuter, hashtag Deuter. Those are great ways to find us there. Awesome. So tell us before we start into all this advice for backpacking, tell us where is your favorite place to adventure? Gosh, this is so hard. There's so many places. I think my very favorite backpacking trip was in Alaska in the Wrangell-St. Elias National Park. It's a a huge national park in the middle of the state there and did a a great trip out on the glacier. Pretty epic and a little more extreme, but it was, gosh, so cool. And on the flip side, one of my favorite backyard places to go is the Indian Peaks of, of Colorado here on the Front Range, just 
up the hill from Boulder. There's a 27-mile loop that goes up around Mount Audubon that I'm dying to do this summer. So if anyone's in the Colorado area, definitely reach out. would love to do it with you. Oh, that'd be awesome. That sounds so cool. So I'm super excited. You just told me about this really cool campaign that REI has kicked off called Forces of Nature. And it's all about breaking down the barriers for women to get outdoors. It's so cool. It is so cool. Yeah, I think in today's climate, it's becoming more and more important to really encourage women to get outside and break down those barriers of entry. Um, by working in the outdoor industry, I have seen the sometimes the lack of knowledge or experience or resources for women to soak in that knowledge and that technical skill to comfortably get outside. So REI is really trying to to combat that topic exactly to really break down those walls and encourage women to get outside and lay, level that playing field. So ultimately you need you need the gear and you need knowledge and skills of how to do so and and then you need a community of people in which to do it with. So yeah, I'm really stoked for this REI campaign and um, it definitely aligns with our my core values personally and Deuters as well. Oh, for sure. What I think more and more what I think we're going to see is the more crazy, I mean, politically our world is, you know, state of, you know, lots of things. I, I think instead of recognizing and seeing what what is different about us, I think there's this need for us to get outdoors and acknowledge what we have in common. And I think being together in nature is one of the best way to break down, you know, socioeconomic, gender, all of those kinds of things, because it kind of makes us shed those layers and kind of bring us to our very core of who we are. And I think that's one of the things that's kind of like intriguing about backpacking is that you're really just taking your essentials with you. I've never been backpacking and I, I've been a little intimidated by it, kind of like what, what you were saying earlier, like there isn't always all of the information and it's, it's intimidating. So I, I'm excited that we're going to talk about this a little bit. So let's jump gears a little bit and let's talk about what is the essential gear you need to go backpacking? Yeah, let's talk about that because gear is, is definitely a really important part of making sure that your experience in the wilderness is, is comfortable and safe and fun. So I'll start out with the backpack itself. I mean, that's, that's ultimately your house when you're out there, right? That's what's going to keep all of your things dry. And so we'll start there. Depending on what type of adventure you're going on, you want to make sure you choose a backpack that's going to be the right size in volume to carry the, the things that you need. I would say typically a backpack for an overnight might be in the 45 to 50 liter range. If you're going out for more like a week, you probably need something more in the 60 to 65 liter range, um, but everyone's packing style is a little bit different. But that's a good ballpark to start with. So definitely get yourself a, a really great backpack. Awesome. Next is nutrition, right? When you're, when you're out there working really hard, you definitely need to make sure that you are fueling yourself properly. So food, water, water treatment is really important. A stove and fuel pots, pans, dishes, a cleaning kit to, to wash those pots, pans, and dishes, and potentially a bear can, which if you're going into bear habitat, you can purchase what we call a bear can, and that is to put all of your food and anything else that smells in that bear can. You can open it, but bears cannot. So even if they're milling around your camp, they won't be able to actually get 
at your food, which of course is an important thing. Absolutely. So all of those bits kind of go into giving yourself the proper nutrition and food support when you're out on the trail. The next really important thing is your shelter. And there's a lot of ways to do this. The, the most common is a tent, but you could also use a hammock or a tarp even, but some sort of way to get you, get you out of the elements and away from the bugs. And a sleeping bag and a sleeping pad are also quite essential. I actually really love sleeping outside. I think it's a, a fun thing to aspire to, sleeping out without a tent. If it's buggy, then, then no way, Jose. But if it's a nice, beautiful night to fall asleep watching, watching the stars is, is pretty incredible. So something to work towards there as well. But I always carry a shelter just in case. Good to know. Yeah. Next up is clothing, right? We want to make sure that we have a really great layering system. Cotton clothing is is no good. It does not wick moisture very well. So you want to make sure you have some good wool or synthetic clothing out there. And a layering system is ideal. That way you can take mid layers off or, you know, strip down to your tank top or whatever you want to do to, to be comfortable out there. But make sure you, of course, have have the right clothing. I always bring some sort of a puffy jacket, even in the summertime. And in Colorado, it's that at higher altitudes, it gets chilly. So make sure you're all set there. And then to piggyback on clothing is footwear. Your feet on the trail are such a critical element to dictate whether you're having a great time or not. Blisters happen, hot spots happen, your feet are sweaty, dirty, and you really need to take care of your feet out on the trail. So make sure that you have some good sturdy shoes and socks. I also always recommend when you're backpacking to bring a second pair of shoes as your camp shoes so that you can get those, you know, maybe wet, sweaty hiking boots off your feet when you get to camp and really air them out and take care of them. So that could be a pair of Chacos or flip-flops even, or Crocs work well. So would recommend that. That you can also use when you have to go, you know, pee in the bushes in the middle of the night that you can slip on and off really easily. (laughs) Exactly. So talk to us about a couple other essentials that we need. Yeah, let's see. So toiletries, of course, right? You want to, I mean, I just bring the bare bones there, some biodegradable soap, a toothbrush, that kind of thing. Navigation is super important. Compass, map, maybe a, a GPS in today's digital world. Sun protection, sunscreen, hat, a headlamp. You'd always want to make sure you have a light source, again, for those nighttime peas. Uh, first aid kit is a, is a must-have fire starter. You may or may not be wanting or able or allowed to start have a fire and wherever you're going, but um, having a some element of fire starter is good for an emergency anyway. A knife is a great essential. And let's see, what else? Permits. You might need permits when you're out there, depending on where you're going. And always have an emergency plan as well. You want to make sure you are telling someone where you're going and um, have, you know, have some record just in case um, that emergency did happen. But um, we hope that that doesn't never happens, but just always good to be prepared. And then one last thing is a poop kit that does happen out there in the woods. So you want to be prepared with that as well in case you're going to somewhere that doesn't have pit toilets. And is that something like you can buy? Is it like something you purchase all at once or is it something you can put together yourself? Yeah, I put it together myself. So what I have in, in, in my poop kit, you call it, is uh, a trowel so that you can dig a hole. And I do bring a few baby wipes. I think that's a nice, a nice essential to have out 
in the back country and toilet paper if you want it, or you can, or you can uh, go to plan B and use pine cones and sticks and rocks. And that's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty exciting too. Snow also works really great. <laughs> so depending nice. on your comfort level, but there, there is, there is definitely a correct way to poop in the woods. Everybody's out there doing it, but of course you don't want to ever see any remains from anyone else. So you want to make sure you're following proper protocol for that. And I would just hop on the leave no trace website and they will spell it all out, how deep your hole needs to be and how far away from water and all those good things so that you can do it comfortably in the backcountry. And quite frankly, enjoy the view. It's the best view you're ever going to have when you're, <laughs> right? when you're going to the bathroom. So don't be afraid of that. It's, it's a, it's a good time. And then you've got a couple of of accessories of choice that you like to bring with when you're in the backcountry. Talk to us a little bit about those. Sure. Yeah. Backpacking should be fun, right? So um, there's a lot of approaches. Some people like to go so minimalist and get their, what they call their base weight down to the you know, lowest it can possibly be and so on. I often take the approach of, of what fun essentials would I like to have with me. And depending on the trip that that might be a little mini watercolor set or a journal or a camera or some whiskey. Um, those are, those are all things that can uh, make your time out there really increase the fun factor, which, which for me is what it's all about. So leave some, a little bit of room in your pack for whatever types of things seem most fun to you. Awesome. Love it. Lots of, lots of good essentials there. Can we talk a little bit more about the backpack? Cause, cause like you said, like that's, that's kind of like your house out there. Where is the best place to go? And like, how how do you find the right fit? And can can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, great question. Deuter.com is, is a great place to go to research what type of pack might be good for you. If you wanted to stick with the Deuter brand, of course, there's lots of wonderful pack brands out there, no matter what pack you do decide to go with or which brand. I can't, I can't emphasize enough the importance of pack fit. It can really make or break an experience out there. We have a whole line of women's packs. They are called our, our Deuter SL packs. It stands for slimline. And what that means is they have a, a shorter torso length and a more conical hip belt and more narrower shoulder harness so that it really is built for a woman's anatomy and will provide you that, that comfort and load transfer that you're really looking for out there on the trail. So how, how to make sure it fits right, I would recommend going to a retailer that sells backpacks and load them up with weight and try a few on and walk around the store and see what feels the best. Of course, six miles in isn't going to feel quite as great as walking around the store, but it's a good place to start. (laughs) And you can also, I would also recommend picking the brains of the shop employees about pack fit and and having them help you adjust it so that it, it really is true to your body because that can, like I said, can really make or break your experience out there. And I, I feel like this is one area in the outdoor industry that's come a long way in what, the last 20, 30 years? Because back in the day, you know, all the all the packs were the same and they weren't necessarily, you know, a, a, a female line that was contoured to the body and took into account important things like uniboob and yeah. weight distribution. Yep. So I think I think it's really awesome. I mean, even in the last, you know, five, ten years since I've been more involved in the industry, just to see the research that has gone into it and, and how the fit is a lot more comfortable and that, 
women are part of the design process and, and able to, you know, help, help in the research and, and give that feedback. Yeah, you're, you're spot on. Our team is made up of both athletes and female designers who have really um, enabled our, our women's pack line to thrive and be what it is today. Another little bit of a, a fun flair that we put on our packs is all of our SL packs come with a yellow flower on them. And it's actually a functional hair tie in case you forget yours out there. It can serve as that, but it's also just a representation of the positive differentiation between genders and our body type. So we use it as an identifier when you're buying that pack on a pack wall, look for that yellow flower. And uh, more importantly, it's a symbol of not girliness, but actually for being a a positive representation of our differences and the strength of of women. Like my team, we kind of joke a lot, like when we go to some of the trade shows or, you know, we're just looking at, you know, women's gear in general and it's kind of this joke of like a lot of companies, they just pink it and shrink it. Mm-hmm. Like they think, oh, we'll make it pink and we'll put a, put a little detail on it and, you know, that call it good. But, but I love that, you know, all the research and all the technology that goes into these packs. So they are super lightweight. They are breathable. They, they fit your frame in a way that's, that's going to help you have a really positive experience out there. Yeah, so. exactly. I don't know a lot about camp stoves. Like we, we do mostly car camping and we use like a big like camp chef. So talk to me a little bit about what we should be looking for in a stove and what you would recommend. Yeah, sure. There, there's so many stoves out there these days. I, I'll speak to a couple different types. If you are someone that's trying to get your pack weight way down, that you know you're going to k- cook quite minimally in uh, in the backcountry, then a jet boil might be a great way to go. They're, they're, they heat water very fast. They're super simple. They come with a little pot that you can make, you know, one pot meal um, with. And those are a great lightweight, minimalist way to go in the backcountry. If you're someone that uh, doesn't mind a little bit of extra weight and is more into the fine dining in the backcountry, then MSR makes some really incredible gas stoves. The Dragonfly is my favorite one. It's got a lot of power. You can simmer with it. So if you're, if you're doing kind of a, a little bit of an uh, you know, step up in quality of food in the backcountry, then um, sometimes the, the Dragonfly is a better way to go. So I have, I have both. And depending on the trip, I, I use both of them. Nice. And what kind of fuel do you use? You don't use like a typical propane, right? Right. For the, the jet boil has, um, you, can, you can buy little gas canisters and um, that's, they just attach right onto the stove and they're super easy. The MSR stoves use actually a liquid white gas and it, it, it is the Coleman brand. Um, there's other brands too, but it, it's just a generic white gas that you can fuel that stove with. So either way. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about sleeping bags, sleeping pads. What, what are some things that we should know when we're looking at options for backpacking? Yeah, there's a couple things that you should think about when you are ready to purchase a sleeping bag. Getting getting a backpacking sleeping bag is really essential. There's a lot of, you know, big old clunky bags out there that will take up half your pack if if you're not careful. So you definitely want to get one that's more designed for backpacking that has really great packability. And two things to think about. Uh, first of all, do you want a down filling or do you want a synthetic filling? The d- benefit of of down is that 
it's packed down to be really, really small. Um, but it does lose its warmth when it gets wet. So if you're going to a place that you know is going to be really rainy or you're going to be doing a lot of stream crossings or has potential of getting wet, you might not want to go, you know, river trip maybe. Like you might not want to go down just for, um, if, it, if it did get really wet, you, you would lose all warmth of that bag. A synthetic bag doesn't pack quite as small. It, it is cheaper typically, um, but it's... Uh, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't pack down quite, quite as tight, um, but does remain warm if it does get wet. So that's something to think about. And then ba- uh, sleeping bags are rated to the degree in which they'll keep you warm. I am a very cold sleeper. So I, if a, a sleeping bag is rated to zero degrees, I could probably still use that in 30 degrees and be just fine. So kind of know yourself there. Women tend to run a little bit colder. So you might want to err on this on the side of going lower in the temperature rating to make sure that you're staying warm out there. But everyone's a little bit different. Um, typically, typically, uh, if it totally depends on where you're going. But if you're, you know, here in, in Colorado in the in the high country, I would I would recommend a 30 degree bag or maybe even one that's warmer than that, all the way down to zero. But totally depends on the weather and where you're headed. And and one thing I've learned just from camping is to trust your sleeping bag. Like I always think like the whole family is going to freeze and we're always like way too hot. Like by the time we get in the sleeping bags, they do their job. They do what they're supposed to. If you're, you know, purchasing a bag that is a high quality bag. That's one thing that I've learned is you really can trust your sleeping bag to keep you warm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're, they're incredible. The technology is incredible these days with sleeping bags. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about like shoes versus hiking boots and socks. Like I, I know a lot of people actually prefer to use traditional hiking boots, but I've also seen um, a lot more people using like their running shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is also a bit of personal preference. I would, I would caution against using a running shoe for a backpacking trip unless you are pretty experienced and have really strong feet and ankles because running shoes are are wonderful for running. But when you're carrying 25 pounds on your back, you need a lot more support and stability around your feet and your ankles to prevent rolling your ankles to, to, you know, help, help support your stabilizer muscles in your feet. I mean, all those things are are things to think about. So boots tend to be heavier than shoes, of course, but there's a lot of really great, pretty lightweight boots out there, which is what I would recommend for someone that's gearing up to, um, to head into the sport of backpacking. I think, I think you'll appreciate the support. And if you can work towards a, a, a pretty hefty trail runner over time, then that's, that's definitely a way to go. There's a lot of, a lot of people are going towards the, the trail runners um, that are more in the ultra light backpacking world, their pack weights are very low and they're trying to cover a lot of miles really quickly. Well, and like you said before, like a, a lot of your, your trip is going to depend on happy feet or not and wearing the right kind of boots and the right kind of socks. So I think investing in that is, is really important. And another really good feet hack, I'll call it, is I duct tape certain parts of my feet that I know are prone 
for blistering for me, um, such as the back of my heels. Before I even go out there on a backpacking trip, I just take a little square of duct tape and tape the back of my heel and then put my socks on as normal. And that way there's no friction that can happen. And you, you know, you can change out that duct tape every, every day or, or so. But, um, if you know you're prone to blisters, that's a great way to sort of prevent it from happening in the first place. Yeah, I've got a funny pinky toe that always sits under my feet that always gets blistered. So that's, that's great advice. Yeah, you want to make sure it's not like wrinkling at all, the tape, but give it a shot. We've got our essential gear for backpacking. Next, we're going to talk about a challenge and we're going to be talking about what we need to do to actually get out there into the backcountry when we return. This episode of the Go Adventure Mom podcast is brought to you by the 365 Mile Challenge, where we encourage you to get out 365 self-propelled miles this year. Now, what is self-propelled? Self-propelled means anything that you're using your lungs to power, like cycling, biking, kayaking, canoeing, any of those count. We'd love for you to join us. Go to 365milechallenge.org to sign up and you'll join a community of over a thousand people that are getting outdoors every day. You'll find inspiration and a tribe of people that are doing great things just like you. We're back on the Go Adventure Mom podcast, and our guest today is Becky. She's with Deuter, and she's now going to share what our next steps are to actually get out there and go backpacking, and then we've got a really cool challenge that we want you guys to participate in. So we've, we've gone over our gear, lots of great advice here. Tell us what our next steps are. Well, golly, let's see. Uh plan a trip, right? You got to figure out where you're going, <laughs> Right. Buy, buy a map, do some online research, get your compass out and practice that. Yeah. Round up all the gear that you need that we just talked about. Go to your local store. There's so many knickknacks that you can buy for backpacking. Don't be too intimidated by that. You know, start with the essentials that are going to keep you safe and comfortable out there. And, and then a few backpacking trips in, if you really feel like you need that titanium coffee maker, then go for it. But, <laughs> nice. you know, just start, start with the essentials. Uh, break in your shoes. If you do buy new boots, definitely don't wear them for the first time out on the trail. You want to make sure that those are, are broken in to avoid unhappy feet. Ask questions. You know, use your resources. Use the internet. Use the shop employees. Ask your friends. Definitely some good blogs that are out there, too. Yeah. The outdoor industry related. Yeah. For sure. And then, yeah, once you figure out where you want to go, round up a crew, a friend. You could go, certainly go so- solo as well, but plan it all out and then get out there and have fun. Awesome. I'm excited. What else should we know? Is, is there anything else you feel like we should share with our listeners? Just a couple things come to mind here of just things to be aware of is the weather. I mean, we talked about that a little bit in regards to sleeping bags and things like that, but definitely check the weather before you head out. I mean, it seems like a no brainer, but every, every type of ecosystem and climate can change. So just be ready for that. Know what you're getting into so that you can predict anything that might happen there. And, you know, as you set up camp, think about that storm that might roll in, make sure everything is, is really buttoned up. And then another thing to just be aware of are the animals out there, right? I mean, you're, you know, you, we were treading into their habitat. So know what potential animals you might come across or might see. And ultimately, when you're talking about bigger animals like mountain lions or bears, you want to 
think about how to not attract them, right? Because even though it might seem kind of cool to have a bear spotting in your campsite, it's it's not that cool. You want to try to avoid that scenario. So, you know, making sure that you're, you're either hanging your food from a tree, that's one way to do it, or getting a bear can, making sure that you don't have food in your tent. That's a, a big no-no because animals could potentially try to get in if they smell it. And their sense of smell is so much stronger than ours. So even your toothpaste, you know, just things like that. You want to just button down the hatches, um, take take whatever bear precautions you need. And uh, also with small animals like squirrels or rodents, I mean, they can eat through a pack too. So you just want to be careful with not leaving your leaving all your, your stuff just thrown about your campsite. And we actually had a, a funny thing happen with a brother-in-law who had taken his pack back to REI. And he's like, oh, look, this, this, is, this is failing. This isn't working. I can't believe, you know, the quality isn't whatever. And they're like, no, these bites are rodent bites. It wasn't failure of the product, but these these are rodent teeth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it it happens. So just just be aware of that, and you know, have it be a, a little bit of a thinking point when you're out there, and uh, don't feed them. Of course, ultimately, you know, we're we're treading into their space, so we want to be respectful. And speaking of which, I can't stress enough the importance of leave no trace environmental ethics. If you're not familiar with what Leave No Trace does, definitely hop on their website, lnt.org, and check it out. They have created seven environmental ethics, which ultimately will, if you follow those, you'll, you'll be a pro at treating the earth well and, and knowing that you're doing your part to leave the wilderness pristine for generations to come. Um, it's all about responsible recreation. It's not telling you to not go out there, but they are encouraging and educating people to how to play outside in, the, in, in a sustainable and responsible fashion. So definitely familiarize yourself with Leave No Trace. Such a great resource. They've got some really fun things for kids to learn, the, the seven ethics too, that we've uh, got some articles on our site about. So we'll be sure to include links to Leave No Trace in our show notes. That's great. That would be so great. Yeah, they're a big partner of ours and it's a really important relationship. We do our best to support them, knowing, knowing that they're out there, really boots on the ground doing the educating. So it's important. Oh yeah, they're, they're mm-hmm. awesome. So Becky and I, we've come up with this fun challenge. We thought it would be really fun for you guys that are listening to share your story on social media, share your backpacking adventures or where you'd like to go, and simply take a picture, either of you in the outdoors or you backpacking, and tag Go Adventure Mom and Deuter. And if you use the hashtag Go Adventure, then we will share your story on the Go Adventure Mom social media channels. Awesome. Thank you for all the information. I'm so excited. I want to go pull out all my things and start weighing them and see how heavy <laughs> they are. <laughs> what advice would you give to someone that's never gone backpacking? I think overall, just to to have confidence in the process, right? I mean, you, you definitely want to plan and feel confident in your knowledge and your gear and the, the friends who you choose to go exploring with and, and then just get out there and, and have fun. I mean, it's the same, same kind of things that you do in, in regular life, but just in a different scenario. You're still going to brush your teeth at night. Right? You just get to do it and spit in a bush instead of in your sink. So it's just, it's just sort of translating everyday life into a much more simplistic and, and uh, fundamental way. So, um, yeah, I just, it, with the right gear and the right attitude and flexibility, you can really go anywhere. So start with a smaller trip, build your confidence and experience, and then work your way up to, to something longer or, or harder. And 
you know, a couple other fun bits. Don't be afraid to make glamorous meals in the backcountry. Food is definitely love. And swim in Alpine lakes and take care of your feet and trust yourself. And lastly, make sure you find a pack that fits. It's so important for the fun factor of your trip. And you, you don't want to be focused on bruised hips or sore shoulders. You want to be focused on the, the scenery and the friendships around you. So definitely make sure you spend some time getting that correct pack. There's a couple of organizations to check out. There are so many organizations these days that are, are popping up that are supporting women in the wilderness. So a couple of, of our favorites here are Women's Wilderness, Outdoor Women's Alliance, Women Who Hike, the REI Outdoor School, along with this Force of Nature campaign, they will have thousands of events scattered throughout the country. So definitely check those out and um, look locally too. There might be an organization around your area that you can get involved with as well. There's a lot of resources these days, which is so exciting. Thank you for your time. It's been really fun, Becky. Yeah, thank you, Kathy. It's, I love talking about this. It's so exciting for me and great to in, encourage and inspire people to get out there as well. So I'm happy to, happy to talk about it anytime. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I am so excited. I cannot wait to get out there and start planning my trip. And I'll be documenting that a little bit more on our social media and on GoAdventureMom.com. So be sure to tune back in. We really appreciate all the reviews and all the support that we're getting. And just we couldn't do it without you. So thank you. If you haven't written a review or had a chance to do so, if you could just take a minute and do that, we would really appreciate it. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Go Adventure Mom podcast. For more family adventure, visit GoAdventureMom.com. Plus, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends.